Hey you, welcome to Live with Liv, a show where I get real with friends, entrepreneurs, celebs, artists, and just all around cool, down-to-earth humans who do incredible things. This is all a rerun from my Instagram Live, so please excuse any colloquialisms, silly sounds, or verbal mishaps. Listen while cleaning your room, working out, or taking a drive. I can't wait to hear what you think. What's up? Hi, how are you? Wait, I've had my hair in a ponytail for three days, and I just took it down, and this is what I got, and I kind of like, I love it. I'm loving it. Thank you so much for being here with your hair today. Me and my hair are very happy to be here. <laughs> and actually, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but this time a year ago, you and I both were at DVF's exhibition with your art all over the walls. Ashley went up to you and I said, Ashley, what is a piece of advice you have for me? Expecting that we would never see each other again. I was like, please just give me one piece of advice. And you said to me, you go, all right, live, baby, let me tell you. Always tell yourself what you can do and never why you can't. That's right. So I never forgot that. Well, it's true because I could sit here right now and tell you why this is the worst fucking day I've had. Or I can tell you all the reasons why it was amazing. And I do have that choice. I do have that choice. Um, so, you know, that positivity and optimism is a really important part of productivity and success, I think. So, so what you want to know? I, w I have a list of a million questions. I know time is a precious commodity, so we should just get right to it. I want to okay. know, number one, what is, like, let's talk about failure. Because we could talk about all your success, and everyone here is obsessed with you, including myself. Sorry, I'm going to try to chill. Um, you know, what has been your biggest failure, and how do you work to overcome that? I mean, listen, things have not gone the way that I've always wanted them to go. And if I say failure, then there's a very negative connotation to that. Mm -hmm. I like to say that they're learning experiences. It's sort of like the same way an adventure only starts when something goes wrong, you know? Um, so, you know, things, you know, big collaborations that fell through the cracks or huge art sales that ended up not happening or, um, you know, diff different types of uh, situations that are unexpected in business. I mean, that, that, that's always happening. That, that's the best time to learn, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's why you just got to sit back and go, okay, well, what could I have done better? How could I be smarter? And if you're mm -hmm. going to be an entrepreneur, I mean, fuck, you're going to fail just as much as you win. So, right. you know, the, the, at the, you can't beat yourself up about any of this. That's the most important part. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go, fuck, I'm a fucking loser. Fuck. No, it's like, okay, this didn't go the right. How could I have done something differently to get the result that I initially wanted? And I think being an artist, you know, through process, I've learned how to do that with my artwork. So in business, you have to learn that same process to get the results that you want. Amen. And same for getting over creative blocks. Like you're always creating. Are there days like today where you're just like, oh, I can't do this. And how do you get over that? Yeah. So, you know, when I started painting, I found something that brought me a lot of joy. Um, that being said, there's not always a new, fl like a flash of a revelation. 
painting makes me happy and it soothes me. So, you know, 20 something years ago, I started painting things in repetition. So I have collections of things that I paint. So even if I don't have a new idea, I'm painting, I'm creating, I'm doing something that is soothing right. me and making me happy. Um, right. that, that to me helps, helps block, you know, I mean, this is about joy. Mm -hmm. And so you started painting and, and emitting that joy in your dorm room. I mean, you would miss nights out and you felt like you could teach yourself, well, why not? You don't want to be in the corporate world. Why not just go for this thing that, you know, how did you get into art and take us through that journey a little bit? It, you know, I, 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 I think when you get to be like 19 or 20, you really start to think about what, what is your role going to be in the world? And mm -hmm. a lot of people know I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to go into social work, you know, and you go to college to really learn those things to be a professional. I want to be in business. Right. Um, and I just was always different and creative. So, um, you know, I was really on a journey of finding things that, that brought me happy. And I, I found, I, I went and got a paint kit one day and I started painting and it, it fucking made me happy. That's right. it. It just made me happy. And being an American entrepreneur with that blood running through my veins, I'm, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to make this a business. Right. And it's such a blessing. I, you know, I so resonate with you. We're so incredibly lucky to be American women, female entrepreneurs, like we have this shot to be whatever we want to be, right? And you, I know you were price shopping for Doritos and tortilla chips at Walmart once. It's true. Well, I mean, I, I didn't have two nickels to rub together and was painting in the back of a little shotgun house because, um, because that's what I did. And I've got to tell you, those were really, really amazing days because all I had to do was create art and think about my goals and what I wanted to accomplish. And through good old fashioned elbow grease and determination and a very, uh, you know, being kind to myself. Um, you know, when I, when I didn't sell art, you know, I wouldn't go, Oh, I'm a loser. Oh my God. It was more like, okay, what can I do tomorrow? That would be, creative with my marketing who can I reach out to am I emailing enough people um you know my friend's mom hell I'll call her out of the blue and ask her if she's got any friends that like artwork I mean um so that you know that that was a really interesting that was a really sweet fun beautiful part of of where I've gotten to today and something I love that you always say is instant gratification will get you drunk stoned or pregnant, pregnant. yeah so I'm in it <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, you can't uh, can't plant a seed this afternoon and pick apples tomorrow. It's mm -hmm. just not it's just not what it's about. You know, you got you mm -hmm. got to be willing to work for it. And I got to be honest with you. It's really fun and amazing to give yourself the opportunity to build something on your own. Because when somebody just writes you a check or, you know, daddy buys you whatever you need, you're really being robbed of the opportunity to always be able to take care of yourself no matter what happens. And that right. process of, you know, you called it failures. I say, you know, things not necessarily going your way that you get really smart. You figure out who your audience is, you figure out yourself. And that's, that's, 
you know, the mistakes are such a big part of, of growth and moving forward. Right. And so yeah, how you do got, you, you got to be nice to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And is that a key component in how you stay motivated that you're doing it for you? And, or, or was there someone that you were trying to prove this to? I mean, look, I, I'm extremely ambitious and ambitious. Um, I know that I will never have enough time in my own lifetime to create everything I want to create, to see everything that I want to see. I feel such a pressure for time and that really drives me. Um, right. I love where I am in, in my career right now where I'm able to give back to the community, to have an amazing team, to be able to travel when the world opens back up. Like what's your advice to your younger self for, for days like this? Like what would you, what's a, take us into your brain right now. What's your pep up to yourself? Like, I mean, what are look, you going to say? Look, the worst day that you'll ever have only has 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I, I've got to figure out a way to be kind to myself, congratulate myself on the smallest of things. And I think mm -hmm. I've been doing this for my whole career. And it's something that I hope people are doing right now in their quarantine. Yay, I brush my teeth. Yeah! Wow, I put my coffee cup in the sink. That's amazing. Oh my <laughs> God. I made a bagel and I used half as much cream cheese today. <laughs> I'm on the road to great health. You know, like I, I just think it's those little things that, that we're just like good to kind to ourselves. And that really creates this routine of even in business, you know, like, yes, we sent that email out. Yes, we finished that, those questions that we had to answer. Yes, we got all those paintings wired. Yes, you know, and it's like, it, it just, it counterbalances the negativity and any bullshit that might come into your life. Right, and it's all about the small things. So like, take us through your nighttime and morning routine, you know, like, what time are you waking up? What time are you going to bed? What are you, because you're, you're a machine. Well, yeah, this is my life. This is what I love. Really? Um, I, okay, so uh, in, in the middle of all this insanity, I normally wake up really early, but I found myself staying up a lot later at night. I'm usually in bed at like 8.45. And I know that that sucks. And I sound like such a lehoozer. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I put out a lot of energy. So normally I, I would get up early, you know, not like 4 a.m. early, but like, um, you know, 6.30, 6-ish. Um, and get going, answering emails, uh, getting my plan set for the day, then get into my painting studio, locking and loading, knowing exactly what I want to put out there. Then when it gets to be nine, I keep communicating with my team. What are they up to? I tell them what I need, what assets I need. I've got calls, you know, am I going to get on an airplane that afternoon? Um, and then about... 5.30 or 6, uh, Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop to my house, where I am right now. Beautiful. Little dog stains. And, um, and I just try to fucking relax. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I, I, I will take, the other day, I took a four and a half hour bubble bath. <laughs> and, and I'm not ashamed to tell you that. And I was doing right. business butt naked in my bathtub. And I got to <laughs> tell you. I did some pretty damn good stuff. <laughs> I just, you know, I, 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 my, my instinct and my, my whole career is based on instinct. So mm -hmm. I, it's all about that feeling, that intuition that we should all be connected to. And 
if I, if I need to stop painting, I need to stop painting. If I need to get right. my ass to the studio, then I do it. Um, you know, I, I operate, and, right. I operate from my, from my gut. And I've heard you say that you mold, and this is what I've tried to model my life after because of you saying this, you mold your life to your AGD and how that is such an asset for you. Oh yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, I feel like the fact that my brain that I can, I can go around and do a bunch of different things and talk to somebody on my team and answer a question and do all this while I'm painting and be talking on the phone and then checking the computer and sending an email. It's the way my brain works. Right. So, you know, uh, you have to find what fits how you're already working biologically. You know, you don't need to always, um, you don't need to change yourself. It, it most often, I think the weirdest thing about people is the best thing about people. We're all so authentic and unique. You, you know, I could have a twin. Oh my God. Can you imagine if I had a twin and we were in every exact same location with the exact same people, I promise you, if you separated us and asked us, what happened in those rooms and how we absorbed it, you would get two different stories mm -hmm. because human beings are fascinating and amazing and creative and unique. And the way we process things, thank God we're all so different. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. celebrate that. Right. And you surrender to your weirdness. And that is, I think also, by the way, I do have a twin and we have complete different life experiences. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is what's so great for me. I mean, obviously, this is horrific what we're going through globally. But if mm -hmm. you sit back and you look at the beautiful part of humanity, if you look at how people are helping, reaching out, the connectivity, how similar we all are, if you really look at, at what artists are doing and musicians and creative people, humans are always going to find a way. We, we mm -hmm. are incredible. You know, and I believe in the positive part of humanity. I, I believe that, you know, when we get through this, the unbelievable technologies that people are coming up with right now, the robotics industry, the art. I mean, I promise you in the next five years, you and I will be able to do this with a hologram. It'll be me standing in front of you, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I just believe in all of the awesomeness and creativity mm -hmm. of humanity. And it inspires me every day. And God, I can't wait to get around a huge group of people again. Just fucking party my ass off and dance and <laughs> sing and celebrate, you know, looking at strangers and hearing the same music. And, you know, I, I miss it so much. And do you feel like quarantine has changed you? Because I feel like you've always been this grateful, appreciative, fun human. I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I wasn't on an airplane for eight weeks. I am, I'm very grateful for this time to slow down and to really be able to observe what's really happening around me. Mm -hmm. And that pause is a very good thing. There was a time last year when I was so busy with my career that things were happening so fast. I felt like, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm so goal oriented that all of a sudden I, I, you know, I achieved so many of my goals already that I'm like, okay, where's my path? I see this right now as a, as a, I'm, I'm grateful for a pause. I, I, I'm not grateful for the suffering that's happening, but I'm, mm -hmm. 
I'm grateful for this pause in my life because I don't think it would have happened otherwise. Mm -hmm. And does the pause allow you to reconsider not only your direction, but like, I don't know. I mean, I'm 23 and I want to pick your mind and know like you've achieved so much success and you've, you've done it. You've been with DBS. Yeah, but we success were... is relative. It's right. very relative. So, so when I was your age, success meant that I had enough money to go to the bar three nights a week, that um, I had enough mon money to buy uh, uh, an eighth of weed, um, that, you know, that, that I could uh, go and have pizza. We got to be older. Success was being able to pay my rent and uh, being able to have sushi once a week. So, you know, you've got to be careful how you define success. Uh, mm -hmm. Success is about authenticity. Success is about being yourself. Success is not a motherfucking dollar sign. Success is you being able to know exactly who the fuck you are and living with yourself. And no matter what happens, no matter what shit storms, the shit sandwiches you choke down with fucking champagne, you know who you are. And when the world attacks you and the world tells you you can't do something, you have your own inner monologue that knows, yes, the fuck, I will achieve my goals. And baby, that is success. I'm bowing. It just is. Right. If, if, if you think money and fame and all that shit is, is, that is so far from success. People said it forever. Fame and money have no cap. Mm -hmm. You can never have enough of those fucking things. They mm -hmm. will not fulfill your soul. But when you take that journey of self-exploration, when you're kind to yourself and you know who the fuck you are, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're, you know, if, look, it's the little fucking things, man. It's the little fucking things. And I mean that. And, right. and, I, and I'm telling you that from somebody who had the power shut off, who fucking had, didn't have two nickels to rub together, that, you know, I had to go to Home Depot and buy scrap wood to make my art. I figured out, you know, how to conserve my red paint because it was so expensive. I used my angle tip brush so carefully on that wood because I didn't want it to fray because I was like, oh, shit. You know, like. Right. Right. That's what's real. And your authenticity is what attracts people to you, not just because of your art and the joy it brings. And I'm saving up. For one day for a piece i'm saving up my promise i'll be ready for you what what's your advice i know you talk a lot about financial freedom and that freedom is so important what mm -hmm. advice can you give us on investing or on saving? I mean, look look somebody wrote something on on my feed earlier i made a post about my upcoming smalls release on may 13th I said oh yay thank god for my unemployment check i said no 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 that is for rent. That's for your groceries. That's for your bills. That's not to fucking right. buy artwork. <laughs> That's not to go buy a fucking Fenty sweatshirt. Hell no. <laughs> you've, you've got to pay yourself first. And right. what, I, what I mean by paying yourself is, yes, we all want to have all that luck stuff. Yeah, we want all that shit. But it, you don't want to give away all your money so that, you, look, you never know when the cold wind is going to blow. All right. Mm -hmm. You invest in yourself first. You're going to save money. When you get to a certain point, when you can reward yourself, you reward yourself. But you make sure you've got a little. Look, I remember a time when I was like, I'm never not going to have $300 in my bank account. I'm mm -hmm. always going to have $300 in my bank account at all times. 
and 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 you know and then i just grew from there i mm -hmm. think i think you've just got to be smart because again there's nothing better than being able to know i can take care of myself no matter what you know mm -hmm. right and so you've gone from the red paint at home depot and trying to make it last to selling you know a piece of art for 25k and so has your definition of investment or success changed based off that because i know success is based off your inner authenticity no. and happiness no i'm just as grateful for selling a painting at that price point as i was when i sold one for 250 dollars and i knew i could pay my fucking rent right. there's no difference the bottom line is is me being able to have enough capital to reinvest back into what brings me joy for me back then being able to pay my bills my rent cable God, I love cable. Um, <laughs> and then being able to go get that wood at Home Depot, to go to Michael's yeah. and buy some paint. The you know, th that was important for me to be able to reinvest back into my career. And, right. you know, I used to build my own frames and I would hammer that canvas and it felt so good. Um, you know, and now I can buy pre-stretched stuff and it's like, it's amazing. Um, right. I think, I think you just need to figure out what you need. To, to have your joy where you can grow, continue to love yourself, surround yourself with good people, stay away from toxic, mean, backstabbing fucking people. If somebody's talking shit to you about somebody, honey, I promise you they are talking about your ass the minute they fucking walk away from you. And that's the best advice I can do. You, you've got to make sure you find your, your, your ride or die friends and let those be your fucking people, you know. Don't don't surround yourself with insecure people that are not anything but supportive of what your fucking dreams are. Amen. I I cannot agree more. And also, I want to talk about like your marketing just taking a quick segue because I know that Number one, the way you market yourself to people, you're telling them how to treat you, right? And so that's a really big part of friendship is, you know, with your confidence, you're able to say, I stand for this and I don't stand for this. And this is how you treat me. And I feel like you do the same with your art. You show a, a portrait and you say, this is what this means. And this is for joy. And you're able to express that same self-confidence through your artwork. So you know, you sold $1.2 million worth of art on Instagram in under two hours. You are an expert marketer, not just of yourself, but of your business. Are there any secrets that you want to share or well, how do you listen, find that? Listen, group? listen, you know, I don't always have smalls available. I do limited edition product. I don't make G clays. I don't pull prints. I like right. to paint big pieces. Uh, supply and demand is an important part of business. And I'll put it to you this way. If I go to a bar and I'm a super hot girl, and every time I go to that bar, I suck everybody's dick and I screw everybody in there. <laughs> okay. It's going to lessen my chances of a lot of impact is, is than if I'm a super hot fucking girl and I go and I see the man of my dreams and, and he knows that I'm not a big fucking hoe, you know, like, I, I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I just think, you know, you've got to be smart about what you're putting out there. You've got to control, you know, if, if I release a bunch of prints that are a hundred dollars each, 
then that's gonna change my whole entire marketing tactics. And right. I've even had a lot of collaboration opportunities with companies um, that that I was like, you know, I say no more than I say yes. I say no a lot because, you know, you want things to be special. You want there to be urgency. You want people to be excited. So mm -hmm. it can't. You can't always be putting out. It's got to be right. special. Amen. I love the comparison too. You can't, you know, for me, th things like prints and that sort of thing, those are insurance policies for down the road. So as I continue, and I mean, the other thing is my paintings aren't $10 million. There are artists that are my age and a little bit older that are selling their work for $10 million right now. Right. You know, uh, my entry level painting is like a fucking Gucci bag, a fucking uh -huh. Gucci bag that people carry for a few months and then toss in the back of their closet. For that same price, you can get an original piece of artwork that's going to accrue in value over your lifetime. Mm -hmm. This is also why I'm an art collector. I love collecting art. You know, mm -hmm. I sell art. I collect art. I surround myself with art. I post about other artists. You know, somebody saw a painting online today that another artist was doing of of diamonds, and they're like, "Fuck you! This is a this is a ripoff of Ashley Longshore." And I said, "No, no, 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 no." Tons of artists paint jewels. They've been doing that for hundreds of years. There's plenty of room out there for everybody. Chill. That's fucked up. Don't go attacking people. You know? Celebrate creative people. Celebrate this time. Celebrate, you know, all of our authenticity. I, I don't know. I, I just, mm -hmm. it, it brings me a lot of happiness. And what was your first piece of art that you invested in or any advice for people looking to invest themselves? It was a painting by an artist from Mexico City. His name is John Kaufman. And uh, I have it hanging in my bar right now. And it says Pinche Juan, which means fuck you. <laughs> and it's really cool. There's like a red cross and it's, um, I, I bought it. And I remember I was so young, um, I, I asked my dad and he was like, no. You need to, you need to sell your own art and you need to buy that with that. And thank God my father gave me that gift because, um, I did, I sold some of my art and then I fucking bought that damn painting. Woo! And yeah. was he your mentor? Because I know you always say, you know, you're so grateful for your mentors. Is he your main mentor? Are there others? How do you find your mentor? Um, I mean, look, I've got so many incredible mentors, uh, wise people that I get around and I'm just like. I'm just like listening. I'm listening and I'm learning. Um, yes, my father is one of my mentors for sure. I mean, this is the Southern daddy who told me that I could, you know, be anything. And I mean, I think he probably thought you need to go marry some rich guy. Um, you know, I think any father would want security for their daughter. But when he, when he saw how much kick and I mean, I, I've got more kick in me than an old bull. I, I think that he knew, okay, Ashley's, Ashley's going to be great, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he's pretty fucking proud. <laughs> I think so. I heard him at the conference and he was like, that's my baby. Oh, I know. And Diane Van Versenberg is like, your father's very handsome. <laughs> and, and my stepmother was like, he's taken. And I was like, oh, shit. He talked about that. He was like, well, Diane Van Furstenberg thinks that I'm handsome. And I'm like, daddy, you are handsome. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was like, my daddy's the biggest feminist in the room. And he is. I mean, he had a big company and it was full of amazing women. And, um, you know, 
Yeah. All you need is one person to nurture you and, and you'll know mm -hmm. how to do that for other people and you'll Amen. know how to do it for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. I just realized it's seven thirty. I promised Emma, by the way, thank you to Emma for setting this up. Um, I promised her that it would be seven. Give me one more, one more question. Make it a fucking banger. Okay. I'm going to make it a banger. And a I also want fucking banger. Do you know, you could count on me. I also want to know your stripper name, but that's aside the point. All right. Last question. You've been interviewed a million and five times. What is one question that you've never been asked that you've always wanted to answer? Oh my God, I don't know. Because I'm an open book, you can ask me anything. Okay. What is one thing that you want to be remembered as or wish someone asked you? Something that I wish someone would. I don't know. I mean, anybody can ask me fucking anything. <laughs> I think I think what I'm doing right now in my life is I'm building a pyramid. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning on creating a legacy for the arts. I'm going to eventually buy a huge building that's going to house the art collection that, that I'm accumulating right now. I want to have it open to the public. I want there to be floors where, you know, you can see my art from my lifetime and my own retrospective. Maybe there'll be a little spot with my ashes and people could come in and either say, fuck her or leave little <laughs> letters. Um, you know, I want this foundation to continue giving huge art scholarships and grants. I want it to be a place where, you know, uh, artists come in and speak about uh, creativity, a place that is inspiring and empowering. And more than anything, I mean, look, look, y'all, how do we fucking study the past? We go to the Metropolitan Museum. What the fuck are we looking at? Artifacts. We're looking at fucking artifacts. Artists capture the moment. My dogs are going crazy. They, they are artists lay out in front of us the experience of humanity in different lifetimes. You know, I, I want to have a space that captures my life, what I've collected in my life, the energy of my life and something that will inspire people to go out there and be fucking authentic and to say, fuck it. I have nothing to fucking lose. Amen. And that is your legacy. Thanks for tuning in to Live with Live. Remember to be kind, be you, and take risks. Life is better when you just go for it. See you next time. Liv Schreiber.